hello, good morning, and welcome to this week's serving of Mickey Waffles, a Disney podcast where we discuss everything from parks, movies, and merchandise. My name is not Sinead. It is not Sinead. <laughs> I was like, my name's Sinead. <laughs> I am also not Sinead. <laughs> my name is I Kate. I am Sinead. There's Sinead. <laughs> There's Sinead. She's very far away. Can you hear us all right? <laughs> Just about. <laughs> Sinead, where are you? I'm in London. Well, I would say London. I'm technically in Slough. Is Slough just outside London? It is. It's um, right beside Heathrow Airport. Ah, interesting. It's where the office was filmed, seemingly. People keep telling me, but I've never seen the office, so here we are. Oh, that's cool. There we are. So, fact. so Sinead's off in London. Yeah. Uh, I'm Bref. I was in a previous episode once and I am sitting in as mostly producer. So this will be a pretty regular episode of Mickey Waffles, except that occasionally I'm going to chime in. But for the most part, it's just going to be Sinead on the phone and Kate right here in the studio. I love this studio. Is, it's fantastic. I feel like I'm on the radio. Isn't it a great studio? Yeah, it's so good. Look at all the money ICB love- Studios has. <laughs> don't you love this? It's Fangly wallpaper. Fangly wall wallpaper. Oh, yeah. It's a feature wall. Yeah. It's cute. I like it. Thank you. Okay, great. Cool. So this week, what are we talking about this week, Sinead? I mean, I, we're talking about what every Disney fan content creator, everything else is talking about. It's the wonderful D23, which took place this past weekend. Yeah, and it was a lot. There was it, a lot. Yeah. It was, what is it they call it? The epic fan meet or the epic fan event or something along those lines. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely mental. Like, I was, I didn't actually realise that that many people, like, cosplayed and did really, yeah. really high-level costumes for it. I was like, this I know. is amazing. And the massive costume contest they have. And everyone has, like, an absolute ball. I know. It's insane. So just for our own sakes and for you guys so that we're not recording and making you listen to a 17 hour episode we are going to split it up so this week we'll focus on the parks and resorts panel and next week we'll talk about all the disney plus and movies and all that kind of good stuff but we thought we'd focus on the parks because that's kind of i mean it's mainly where my heart lies anyways and then okay to the same yeah, because when I was writing like almost cliff notes for myself about the movies and Disney Plus and the parks, I was like, this is a lot. <laughs> this is this it's is like lot. five hours worth of content here, especially yeah. if we were like all going to talk about movies and all going to talk about Disney Plus. So it's a bit too much. So we've decided to just split it up into two. And so this week we're going to focus on the parks panel. But before we get into the parks panel, let's get on with the news. The news is extremely short and the news is basically stuff that didn't happen at D23, but we still think it's important to talk about. Exactly. So firstly, we're just going to chat a little bit about Rise of the Resistance, which is, I know, which is the second ride in Galaxy's Edge that has not been opened in either California or Florida due to issues. They're just trying to make it too damn good. Yeah, I know, yeah. So basically, we didn't really know much about Rise of the Resistance. At D23, they showed a little bit more artwork, basically, which, whatever. But literally today, as of recording, there was the media event for Batu in Florida. And I want to say our friends over the days, but they're not our friends. <laughs> I wish they were. <laughs> they're they're friends in my heart. The good people of the days. <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> they were able to go to the media event, and they actually got to go into Rise of the Resistance, and they saw like the first room or the first and the second room of the ride, and they got a yeah. little bit more information about it, which is super exciting. So basically, the idea of the ride is that you are part of the Resistance, and you are basically being captured by the First Order. So all in all, there's three different types of transport, quote unquote transport, that you'll be in during the ride so basically you're the resistance and you're captured by the first order and then at the very end in the last 
bit of transport you are in a basically an escape pod for the spaceship that you've been brought into and in order to escape the spaceship you have to get to the escape pod and drop out into space and so what you're moved your vehicle is basically moved into a simulator and your simulator is then gonna weave you through space which i guess to dumb it down the most is if you've ever been on star tours kind of like that but it's definitely going to be like way more high tech from what they said it kind of made it sound like star tours and terror terror had a baby yeah pretty much because in order to drop out of the spaceship there's going to be an actual drop like a controlled like pull drop like tower of terror i don't think it's me very big now but it'll be enough to like shock the senses and then you go zoom into the simulator so it just seems like super exciting they've said that it's still not ready for guests or cast to have a go on the ride yet they said they're definitely still working on it the imagineers are still the only ones that have been near it it sounds really exciting also one of the guys from the days you got to go said that one of the rooms was like absolutely huge but the detail in it was amazing so it sounds like it's gonna be a really really cool ride you go in and there's like a secret area where you're able to board the ship at the very beginning and the ship you board is beside Poe's X-Wing which is like yeah I know (laughs) so like oh yeah we're in the resistance now buddy we're friends with Poe (laughs) so it sounds phenomenal I know, like, it sounds so exciting. For If any of you guys do watch the days or listen to the days or whatever, it was Craig that got to go see it. And Craig looks like myself quite cynical generally. And oh, he was like a child at Christmas. <laughs> he, used to, he used to work on Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. So his expectation for rides and stuff is generally pretty high. And he was not massively impressed, shall we say, or not impressed. I feel like that's too harsh a too harsh a phrase. He was slightly underwhelmed by Smuggler's Run. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I, I think a lot of people were kind of slightly underwhelmed. Yeah, and to a degree, I kind of get it. I'm still desperate to go on it. But same, 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 same. Listening to how pumped he is for Rise of the Resistance, I'm just like, get those doors open and get me to California as soon as possible. Have either of you guys watched the Galaxy's Edge trailer that got released? At- D23. No. No, not yet. Right. So in this trailer, it goes through people's experience in it. So there's like different families and stuff like that. But they kind of show a bit of Rise of the Resistance. Oh, okay. And it kind of looks like the vehicle that it shows in it anyways. It kind of looks like if you've seen the ride vehicle for Dinosaur, where it's kind of like four across. Oh, yeah. Quite big. But from what I can see, and I, I was actually like showing this to my boss earlier and having a full conversation with Galaxy Edge with my boss earlier. And it looks like you, in this vehicle, you kind of go through the ride. But at one point you go into a room and you are like driving in and around the feet of 8080s, like full scale 8080s. And it sounds so cool. It doesn't look like screens. They look real. They look massive, which I think they are. Because I remember seeing when it was being built and Tim Tracker was like going and trying to like get construction updates. You could see them building massive 8080s. I remember that. So I'm like, is that in that building? Like, are these things real? And you're being like shot at from stormtroopers. And then you kind of go out of that room and into what I can only assume is probably the escape pod drop area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I actually, this this looks insane. Yeah, I remember him showing that like they were obviously AT-ATs. But that's even cooler. That yeah. means they had to build the AT-ATs first and then they built that'll, the building around it. That'll tell you how big this ride is. And they're like full scale. I think there's like four or six because they're in rows. There's either four or six. I think it's four full scale AT-ATs that you like maneuver in and around while being shot at by Stormtroopers. I will wholeheartedly <laughs> put aside mental. my feelings about roller coasters. <laughs> And momentarily consider going on that just for that experience. Uh, but the if and I 
would totally understand if they did, if it was a similar sort of technology as Dinosaur and Indiana Jones because they're two rides that people absolutely love. So yeah, it's kind Dinosaur of, is a crowd favourite, like, even though it's so as old. Is, as is Indiana Jones in Disneyland. Like, people love those and the technology and stuff in it is so popular. But that's kind of what it looks like. So I actually don't think it's a roller coaster. I'm not even sure if there's a definite track. I could be totally wrong. You couldn't really see in that video, but it looks phenomenal. I'll send you guys a link to it after we're finished recording because it looks insane. Amazing. So that's Rise of the Resistance. Um, it's opening in Florida first and it's opening on December 5th, which in my head really isn't that far away. So that's Rise of the Resistance. No. And move on to our second piece of news, which flies us over to our home park. Yeah, so ED92 broke the news at the end of last week. That we're going to be getting a new Frozen season in Disneyland Paris, which is terribly exciting. That's super exciting, especially since we, I feel like we have discussions about things and then literally the next week, Disney release it. <laughs> they're listening. Because they're, because we're like, mm, I wonder what's going to happen here. And oh, I wonder what's going to, and then literally the next week, they're like, yeah, this is what's happening here. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. So we haven't really got a whole lot. We got a visual and it's Disney, it's. Sleeping Beauty's Castle in Disneyland Paris with a snowflake over it and it just says Frozen Celebration 11th of January till the 3rd of May and the only other information we have is that E92 tweeted this new four month season at Disneyland Park will feature special entertainment with a new float and more surprises details to be released soon which can probably only mean it'll be released the second we stop recording because that's what happened last week. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it sounds exciting, but I don't know how far they can take it. But I said the exact same thing about Lion King and Jungle Festival and that's been blown out of the water. Yeah, because yeah, we were so cynical about this. We were like, what is this going to be? And honestly, I'm really annoyed that I don't get to see it because it looks amazing. Lion King so, and the Jungle Book or Frozen? Yeah, that whole season looks amazing. Oh, Lion King and the Jungle Book. Yeah, it looked, it's pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I was but, like, I mean, Frozen? <laughs> I was like, do you really yeah. want to go see Frozen? Well, it's on during March, so myself and Brethany, we'll get to see whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, we'll be there true. and we'll let you guys know what it's like. And I'm real excited by that. <laughs> There's snowflakes around Brethany's head. <laughs> Always. Okay, so one other thing that happened DLP side, which didn't happen at um, D23, was we got even more news about the new, I'm going to say like overlay extension that's happening to Tower of Terror in Disneyland Paris. So yep. straight from... DLP Inside Ears, we have prepared to face three hair-raising new experiences. Once past the familiar corridors of the hotel, plunging directly into the disturbing atmosphere of a Twilight Zone episode, guests of the Hollywood Tower Hotel will embark in one of three elevator shafts to live new stories embellished with updated sound and visual effects, all punctuated by new and more impressive drop sequences than ever before. How exciting. Every scenario specific to each of the three elevator shafts will drop the guests into the heart of a different story and will feature an iconic character already present in the interaction. More information early September. Note, the work will take place until 20th of September without impacting the opening of the attraction. So I presume they're going to close. That's because they have three lifts and they can close yeah. one lift, work on it and use the other two lifts. So I'd say queue times might go up, but the ride will still be there. The thing I'm confused about, yes. or I would wonder how it would work. So uh-huh. each of the different lifts mm-hmm. has a different part of the story. I think it's just three different stories. But either way, if you want to see it all, you have to go into each of the different lifts. That's what I was thinking. I was like, are and they going to have... And I'm kind of like, are you going to get a 
queue where it's like, oh, well, sorry, I've done this one before. I want to only do this one. And no, is that not going to get really messy? Yeah, I presume what's going to happen is th- I presume they're going to take it the same way they take it when you want the front or the back of a certain ride. So if it's quiet enough and they can let you, I'll, they'll be like, yeah, sure, head on to, the, to lift number three. But yeah. if it's busy, they'll be like, really sorry, it's too busy. You're just going to have to go to the next lift available. So I presume yeah. it's just going to have to run like that. But my second question on top of that is at the moment when it's a quiet day in the park, they don't open all three lifts. They work out of one no. or two lifts. Yeah. So um, also technically there's six lifts. There's six ride vehicles altogether because you can go in on the ground floor directly when you come out of the library or you can go a bunch of stairs and there's ride vehicle entrances there as well. So I actually think they have six ride vehicles. Yeah, so, I think they're stacked, aren't they? Yeah. So I'm like, are they going to have, because they're doing three stories and three lifts, are they going to have three lifts open all the time? That means they're going to, that means they have to employ, employ, that means they have to employ more cast members than usual if it's like a light day. So we'll see how that goes. Like we'll be there when it happens. We'll be there when it happens. Literally. Twice. <laughs> three times. We're there two days after. <laughs> so yeah. So we'll definitely see what it's like. Um, Either way, I'm really excited about it. I'm also really excited to see what the balance between French and English is. Yeah. But other than that, that's everything to try with her. Uh, one person I saw on Instagram, not Instagram, on Twitter was asking ED92, oh, ha- are they not calling it the Twilight Zone anymore? And ED92 were like, yes, they are. I don't know why you don't think they're not. <laughs> they- we're not getting Mission Breakout just yet, lads. Can't yeah. But then someone else replied also and was like, that means that every single Tower of Terror in every single different park has a completely different story now because yeah yeah. so you've got mission breakout then you've got the original you've got us with our three different stories and then you've got mystic manor i think that's really cool interesting yeah i should have written down their twitter name i'm really sorry if you listen to the podcast (laughs) you probably don't but if you do i really appreciate your comment (laughs) interesting so yeah that's everything from the home parks home parks that's everything for like the news except for one thing sinead what's that case you know what today is. Today's Tuesday. And you know what that means. Russell, Doug, and Carl from Up. Again. We only had those a few weeks ago, I feel. That's what I was thinking. When I saw it on it, Twitter, I was like, am I looking at the right day? Because they were definitely a few weeks ago, right? It was when the... It was in... Was it in August or July? It was whenever the 10-year anniversary of Up was. Yeah. We had them on the American release of that day. Oh, I remember um, that, yeah. But it's been, it's, it's definitely been since we've been doing podcasts, which has been a couple of them. But we def- it hasn't been long since we've had them. So it seems a bit weird. Yeah, and also, but it was also at a weird time. Yeah, by the looks of it for me, the night too, because I went looking for it at half five our time, which would have been half six French time. So the parade would have been well done. And so yeah. I was looking for something that was like pretty close to like less than an hour ago or something. And I had to yeah. scroll down to four hours ago to find it. So it must yeah. have happened extremely early again. And there's a cast member I used to work with in the store who was in Disneyland Paris at the time. And she put it up on her Instagram story. And so I messaged her and was like, oh my God, you were at the Guest Star Tuesday. Can I ask you, <laughs> did you know it was going to happen? Did Or did you just happen upon it? And basically she said she was just walking down the street and then boom, characters. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Ooh, I don't like that they've moved it. No, neither do I. What are we going to do? Like, this is unplanned. Maybe they had an early flight to catch. Uh, both weeks? Yes. I'm looking, I'm just having a browse on Twitter um, and there, someone's, Someone replied to you night two and was like, "Is Tuesday's guest star Tuesday always this early?" Mm. Um, and someone replied and was like, "It was at one p.m. last week and I missed it." 
So clearly they didn't tell people or oh, they didn't no. communicate it well, which, if I'm honest, is not surprising. Oh, no, not with, but, D- not with DLP. They play by their own rules. Yeah, but it might be worth keeping an eye over the next few weeks and seeing if this becomes a trend. And if it's always at, cause it was at 1 p.m. last week as well. So yeah. if it's at, if 1 p.m. is the new time, we'll just have to kind of adjust our plans yeah. when we're there because hopefully we have some good characters. Here's hoping for the sake of everyone else on the trip. Okay, so that's it for the news. We're going to move on to some of the news that was released for D23. I say some of the news. We're going to go through all the park news, as we've already said. We're going to go through everything. (laughs) Yeah, I know. The first thing that was announced by Bob Tapix, which some people had some thoughts about Bob Tapix this this weekend. Well, sure, we'll get on to that in another episode. So Disneyland Park in California is getting an all-new parade called Magic Happens. Featuring Todrick Hall. (laughs) I love Todrick Hall. Yeah, I told Brad, I, I was like, oh, it's Todrick Hall. And, Todd, and Brad was like, mm, yes, where do I know that name from? Brad <laughs> I love Todrick Hall. And do you know who was so pleased for Todrick Hall? More so than anybody else online? Uh, oh, Nina West? Nina fucking West. <laughs> <laughs> Nina West was at D23 and she's living her best life. Proper but anyway, So, yeah, from, now, in the article that Disney Parks blog has put up, they say, spring 2020 uh-huh. but Todrick has said I'll see in Disneyland in January 2020 so it's coming like bang. I would say that is starting out straight from Christmas yeah you think so so from what from what he said anyways it, it looks likely so what they said is debuting in spring 2020 the all-new extraordinary magic happens parade will travel down Main Street USA in Disneyland Park celebrating all inspiring moments of magic both large and small that are at the heart of so many Disney stories Magic Happens reminds us that we don't need wings to fly. Shooting stars were made to wish upon and magic doesn't stop at midnight. That's this is like disgustingly intense. corny. That, that is... Hallmark called. They want their in- promos back. That's, yeah. that's rough. That, that's, that's a lot. That's um, like, we've also... Yeah. We've had some visuals for it. Mm, cute, 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 cute. So the first one I suppose we could start with is they've released a picture of Mickey Mouse in this like technical or sorcerer outfit which I'm kind of all for. Mm, yes. It's like super fancy. It looks like something Brett would really like a suit out of. I haven't seen the photo but I will report back next week. <laughs> So the first one, the first float that they announced is the Moana float, and this is badass. This Moana float is insane. It's got a big, massive wave. She's on her boat. She's wayfinding. She's living her best life, and it's beautiful. I'm so excited to see how they pull this off in person because the concept art is insane. Yeah, it's really exciting. It just reminds me of the last time we saw concept art for a parade, which was Stars on Parade in Disneyland Paris. And I remember when that concept art was released, everyone was like, "Wow!" So I think they're definitely going to do just as amazing job as they did. Absolutely. The next float is we're getting a Coco float, and I'm so so freaking please i love coco so I know. you have little miguel with his little guitar in kind of like a gazebo thing and then you have dante and the other thing that i can never remember his name the like lion cat thing the... running back across the bridge yeah Al- alibre alibre that's oh. it yeah and then up on the stage you have ernesto and mami melda and they are singing and dancing away and this float looks beautiful it's covered in sugar souls and it just it makes me so happy and so we've got Moana, Coco, and then there was one more. Yeah, we have a Sleeping Beauty float, which is really interesting. A lot of people have kind of, because I think we get a lot of like the standard princess floats. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are like, yeah, cool, whatever. But this float is very interesting. So on the front of it, you've got Flora, Fauna, Merryweather. I think they might turn around, but I could be wrong. Okay. But the interesting bit is if you look at Aurora and Prince Philip, 
her dress is changing color. Yeah, and in the description, it also states that her dress is going to change color from pink to blue. Which I I think everyone has seen that like gif or that video where oh, someone yeah, yeah, yeah. digitally did it, and mm. I think Disney were like, mm. "Okay, we need to do this. We got to do that." <laughs> and it looks insane. So I I think it's nice that Sleeping Beauty has like a full theatrical float. I mean, it is her park, it is her castle. So yes, why the yes, heck not? It is. Yeah. So the yeah, float, I think the float's officially called Celebrating Disney Stories. So I mm-hmm. think there's someone else on the back as well, but I don't know who it is. But frankly, Ooh. I don't care who it is because Aurora's colour changing dress is going to be the whole show. Literally everything. It's so fantastic. But yes, this looks phenomenal. I hope that they don't like, I don't see why they would if they're building all these new floats. I just hope that it's still running with me and Bresco because I'm very excited to see it. Oh, I have a feeling it's going to run for a long, long time. Yeah, it'll be like Stars on Parade. So um, for the 25th anniversary and here we still are. And I absolutely need to see that dress. Yeah, yeah. I think we all do. So yeah, that's... If you, oh, sorry, go on. If you want to hear, check out the song, they did do a little like performance of it, which I'm sure you can find videos of on YouTube. The Diz posted a video for literally every half a second that happened to D23. But if you just type in Magic Happens Parade, you'll get to hear the song that Todrick Hall has written for it. And it is super cute. I like yeah. it a lot. Um, many people were like, yeah, I don't really know about the song. And everyone was like, yeah, but close your eyes and imagine you're at a parade. Now hear Literally. the song. And they were like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. You can't listen to it out of context. It won't make any sense. <laughs> exactly. If you listen, now, if you're anyone that's not me and you're listening to Boo to You out of context, you're going to be like, kill me now. Yeah. So you watch it with that little Halloween parade and it was the best damn thing you've ever heard. Amazing. So moving on from Magic Happens. <laughs> which is one of many things to talk about. We are moving on to the Avengers... I was going to say Avengers Assemble, but it's not. It's called Avengers Campus, which is the basically Avengers area that's going to be coming to Disneyland Resort, Disneyland Paris, and TDL, Tokyo Disneyland. Yes. Ah, excellent. So got Avengers Campus in Disneyland Resort, which is going to have the Spider-Man ride with Web, which is Worldwide Engineering Brigade... Like, <laughs> see what you did there love brigade like i feel like they were like okay we need to think of an acronym for web <laughs> we need anything we but were like B. okay so we were like okay um uh, engineering yeah yeah okay like okay so like worldwide and they were like brigade <laughs> what does that even mean like <laughs> so basically that's the spider-man ride that's going to be coming to i believe it's the same spider-man ride that's going to be in all three of them and it's the spider-man ride that's so, yeah. going to be where armageddon used to be in disneyland paris yeah which so, is a big old crane in there right now doing stuff yeah so you know you had a delightful time lapse of the crane picking stuff up and putting back down again yeah <laughs> so that's the Ooh. that's the main Good ride content. oh yeah i watched it i was like mm, yes progress <laughs> <laughs> so so basically you from what they've said like you're basically like a web slinger and you're going to be basically moving with webs following spider-man the ride vehicle is sort of like um like a tram trailer almost but you're facing to the side you're not facing forward and then i think basically your whole thing's just going to move and like fly with the webs i'm doing a great hand movement here to explain what i mean but no one's gonna be able to see that <laughs> i appreciate it. i mean i can't for yourself paint a picture for me so it's all good great so that's basically what the uh, spider-man ride is about and then also with the avengers campus we're getting pim's test kitchen which is the restaurant and from what i can tell it's basically the remy restaurant the ratatouille restaurant that's in remy's bistro that's in disneyland paris it's basically that but with pim instead so basically you're going to be shrunk down to the size of an ant and dying that way i assume this is not going to dlp because how many no from what i could see yeah no restaurants does one park need no from what i could see 
Pims definitely isn't going into Disneyland Paris because when they talked about okay. Avengers and Disneyland Paris, they only talked about Spider-Man and Hotel New York. But when they talked okay. about Disneyland Resort with it, they talked about the restaurant on Spider-Man. So I don't oh, think okay. we're getting the restaurant, which is good because we don't need that restaurant. We need a different restaurant. But yeah. I'm confused because Avengers Campus is basically where all the Avengers come together to basically hang out. But yeah. I thought that the event that the Marvel area in Disneyland Paris was going to be like Tony Stark back in like the 60s or Tony Stark's yeah. dad in the 60s. So like these are conflicting stories. Yeah. And I mean, from from what I could see online anyways, from ED92 and some other kind of DLP people who were at D23 covering it, DLP was very much overlooked. So it was kind of what people could make of the announcement and how they felt like it might relate to DLP. Um, so I'm not too sure because I don't think they really mentioned because I, I think the Iron Man ride that's going into DLP, like I don't think that's going into California. And I think the main focus of the announcement was California. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't know whether it is that that will be different or maybe it's supposed to be different like they're slightly different areas but they're right beside each other I don't really know it wasn't really clear and there really wasn't considering this is the first kind of D23 since DLP is fully owned by Disney I was kind of hoping for some more announcements to do with it yeah I was extremely disappointed considering DLP was your only park to profit in your last quarter I would have assumed that you were going to talk more about it exactly and like stuff to come and I just think it's a bit ridiculous that we literally got two pieces of news and it's news that we already knew was happening we just got more concept art yeah frankly I'm annoyed that's what a lot of the news was there was because I was I was chatting to Brett about it last night because I don't think you quite realized the scale of the 23 um, until I was sending you over 10 million articles. But like when you look at the list, a lot of it was stuff that we already knew about, had already heard about, and it was just kind of here's a video of it or here's some new concept art for it or here's a name for it. So it was kind of, I don't know, I find it hilarious that Disney have found a way to make people spend thousands to find out about news that they pretty much already knew anyways. It's, it's, it's the Disney way, I suppose. If there's a way to make money, they will find it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that is the Avengers Campus. So the next thing we had announced were some updates and, um, or as they put it, new details unveiled for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Roller Coaster. So again, stuff we already know about, but runaway here's some extra railway. information. What did I say? Did I say railroad? You said Runaway Roller Coaster. Oh, it's not a roller coaster. I was like, it's not a roller coaster. <laughs> it's not a roller coaster. I'm terribly sorry. So they released some concept art for the queue and I, we got to see the train as well. But it, Again, it's a lot of stuff that we, it's a lot of stuff we already knew. So, but they have said that at Hollywood Studios, Disney Imagineers are getting ready to open next year. Mm-hmm. So and as far as I'm aware, I don't think it's coming in California until 2022. So yeah, a long time. It's quite delayed there. Yeah, so, so, But it's in the El Capitoon yeah, so theater. It's, it's so exciting because it's going into Toontown and mm-hmm. they're making the El Capitoon. And I just enjoy the pun greatly. And a lot of people have said that it's basically going to save Toontown because Toontown looks like it could easily be demolished at any point in time. <laughs> because oh no. it's not. I a, do love Toontown. It's very cute. It's not a great big hitter with a lot of guests. So I mean, there's no. It's great for like kids and stuff yeah. because the only real ride that's in Toontown is the Roger Rabbit one. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's only really people of like our generation that know who framed Roger Rabbit because yeah. it was only really big. 
when we were kids mm-hmm. and the rest of it is kind of just meet and greets and walk around areas which are great but there isn't really any shops so it's not revenue generating and it isn't really like there's no ride so it's not like a real people eater of an area so I can understand why people would think that because generally if it's not making the money and it's not taking people out of just the general park area for extended periods of time Disney isn't really all that interested so yeah so the El Capitoon yeah. is basically coming to town to save Toontown yeah which is super exciting. But, I mean, I'm excited to go on it. Um, I think it was Tim Tracker was having a look at the ride vehicle and it does look like they have kind of repurposed the yeah. Great Movie Ride vehicles, which is cool. I mean, I like the Great Movie Ride vehicles and it would make sense that it would kind of be in a similar layout-ish because um, they obviously didn't demolish the whole building. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I'm intrigued to see what it looks like. Um, that's pretty much all about that. Yeah, I was like, maybe I have another point, but I don't. That's pretty much it. They basically just showed us more artwork and they showed us the costumes that the cast are going to wear, which are pretty oh, cute. Yeah. They but were like, cute. Little waistcoats, little lime green waistcoats. Match your eyes. But, They're very bright. Yeah, but apart from that and the repurposed uh, great movie ride vehicles, that's pretty much all I said. They didn't really say anything else. Yeah, again, more concept art, more details, not new news. No, I'm moving on to more not new news. Over in the Asian <laughs> parks, they talked about the Zootopia land that's coming to Shanghai. They basically just released more concept art for it, um, yeah. which was just another street in Zootopia. And that was it. And Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps were just there chatting to people. And I was like, yeah. cool, great. So Zootopia is, I guess it's going to look really cool. The only thing I learned from the little article that was written about it is that, because I was wondering myself why the Zootopia land specifically was going into Shanghai. And it turns out that Zootopia broke the box office record in China and became the country's number one animated feature film in all of history. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So Zootopia was huge in China. I mean, it's really good. Yeah, but you would have thought wow. that there was other animated feature films in China and Asia specifically that would do yeah. better than that. Yeah, definitely. But it's yeah. very curious. So Zootopia was the huh? number one animated feature film ever in history and broke China's um, box office records. Damn. Yeah. So I guess that's why they're putting Zootopia in Shanghai <laughs> rather than anywhere else. And I guess it's still going to be a really cool land, but we know n- nothing else about it. And that's no. it for Shanghai. <laughs> How exciting. Yeah, moving on to Hong Kong, Sinead. Yeah, so Hong Kong Disneyland transformation continues. Sorry, no, I've said that entirely wrong. What? The, <laughs> the Hong Kong Disneyland transformation includes Castle of Magical Dreams and a new Frozen area, including a Frozen Ever After attraction. Yeah, so there's so, going to be Frozen Ever After and Wandering Oaken's Sliding Slays. Yeah, which sounds like it's going to be great. The new castle looks absolutely stunning. It looks so it's got sensational if you will yeah so it kind of looks like they're taking a book out of Shanghai they're taking a leaf out of Shanghai they're taking a book out of Shanghai they're taking a leaf out of the they're taking a leaf out of the Shanghai book by kind of creating a castle based around all of the princesses rather than just one because Hong Kong did used to have a carbon copy of the Disneyland Resort Castle. So Uh I like that they're kind of tweaking it now so that each of the parks is a slightly different one. I wonder if they're going to change Tokyo because Tokyo is kind of a carbon copy of Florida. Mm. So I wonder if that might get a facelift of some description. Possibly, but but I think Tokyo might stay the same purely for the fact that they don't own majority there. And I don't think the brew group would give a shit. Well, I think they're like, we're making plenty enough money. I don't think we need to change anything. Yeah, there is that. 
But I think the most the thing that most people were excited for is the new Frozen area. So the new Frozen area will feature a one-of-a-kind coaster called Wandering Oaken Sliding Slaves that will take us on a winding journey through Arndale, or Arendale even. Arndale. Each, <laughs> each hey, don't get in Arndale. <laughs> each experience on Wandering Oaken sliding slaves begins when you visit Oaken's famous store. Then Olaf and Sven pull your sled to the top of the lift before sending you on your way. Sounds very exciting. And then Frozen Ever After, which is in Epcot in the Norway Pavilion, will also be making its way over there. I wonder if some of this is what we're going to get in Paris. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, ooh, I wonder if we get um, Oaken sliding slaves. That would be I, so fun. Yeah, it sounds like... That would be super fun, especially because I, I mean, I don't know what Hong Kong's weather is like, but I would imagine My that Paris erratic. could. I would imagine that Paris may be the only kind of like frozen area that might actually ever get snow, which would oh, be very exciting. Yeah, I'd say you know it, what I mean? I'd say it rains a lot in Hong Kong, but I don't think they get snow. Now I could, Whereas, we could just be completely stupid, and it turns out that Hong Kong gets snow for like four months a year. <laughs> yeah, but um, I think that'll look really cool. So hopefully, they're kind of testing it out. They do tend to, as we said, kind of previously. They are kind of starting to open something in one park, carbon copy it to another. So it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. But both of the rides, I mean, I haven't been on Frozen Ever After. It opened after I'd been to, to Walt Disney World. It looks super fun. And I'm always down to try a new Disney coaster. So why the hell not? The last time it snowed in Hong Kong was 1967 or 1975. Yeah. No, it's last snowed in 1967. And the last coldest day was in 1975. <laughs> so I so think they're I mean, good for DLT's- snow. <laughs> The LP is going to be the only frozen area with some snow, which will be real cute. Yeah, and also just quickly to hop back to the Castle of Magical Dreams, there's going to be a bippity boppity boutique inside the castle. Oh, how exciting! Yeah, so like imagine being a little girl and hopping into the bippity boppity boutique inside the castle. That will be super cute. Yeah, so this is some happy news to come out of Hong Kong. Yay! Then we're gonna gonna hop quickly back to Paris. And we're going to talk about Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel Hotel. So, again, we just... new information. What? It's turning into the Art of Marvel? Ref, did you know? I did not know this. Stop it. (laughs) So, uh, Hotel New York, the Art of Marvel, as everybody knows, is opening next year with a facelift of Marvel art. We did get some artwork of the rooms. And I was telling Ref earlier on that the way the sentence is phrased, I can't tell if all the rooms are just spider-man or if there are loads of avengers and they just said featuring spider-man is one of them they said a couple months ago that each floor is going to be themed through different avengers oh excellent super the article was awfully misleading (laughs) so you disney park so it seems sadly fitting that the one character they're confirming that will be in this that will be in the hotel is (laughs) spider-man Yeah. With the sad, sad current state of Spider-Man within the MCU. But we won't get into it because I'll cry. (laughs) We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. So they've confirmed that Spider-Man will be one of the themes in the rooms. I have to say the rooms look extremely modern and very, um, I don't really know what the word is. I know how to describe it because I was looking at this and I was like, it's like the room is Disney bounding. Oh my God. That's exactly what it's like. Right? Yeah. Because it's like the room's Disney bounding as Spider-Man. Yeah. It's not like... If you go into, say, for instance, the pirate room in, is it Port Orleans or whichever of, I think it's actually Caribbean, um, the Caribbean resort in Walt Disney World. Uh-huh. There's like a pirate themed room and it's like super piratey. Whereas this is kind of like subtle. It's like real, like, it's, it's, yeah, it's Spider-Man, but it's real subtle Spider-Man. It's not like in your face. So it looks like the room is Disney bending as his favorite Avenger. Yeah, it looks super cute anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah. But again, that was all we got about the hotel. Yeah. Again, more pictures for information we already know. Yeah. And less like Woo-hoo. actual information and just more pictures. Yeah. So this actually was new information, kind of. So the Cirque du Soleil show that takes place in Disney Springs and Walt Disney World closed, I think, was the end of 2017. Like so it's 10 actually years ago in my mind. <laughs> it closed ages ago. And everyone, like, people have just been waiting to find out what the heck they're going to rename. So tickets are now on sale for the new Cirque du Soleil show set to premiere in Disney Springs in spring 2020. Uh-huh. March 2020. And it is in collaboration with Walt Disney Animation, Walt Disney Am- Imagineering and then obviously Cirque du Soleil as well. So it starts on April 17th. There are previews for that, but the show will celebrate the art of animation through the magic of storytelling in a way that only Cirque du Soleil can deliver while paying homage to the craftsmanship that makes Disney animation special and unique. Guests will be delighted and transported into the world of an of animation through original acrobatic performances, dazzling choreography, musical masterpieces, and whimsical characters bringing our Disney stories and characters to life in an unforgettable way. This sounds phenomenal, and I, I would absolutely love to go to it. I think it's the only way I'd ever go to a Cirque du Soleil show. I don't think I... How come? I just don't have any interest in Cirque du Soleil at all. I find it fascinating it just seems so airy fairy to me and like i understand that everyone's extremely talented but yeah. i just think that me watching it would just be like mm, yeah okay boy See, i find i find gymnastics and ballet and stuff like <laughs> absolutely like fascinating so this uh-huh. is kind of a combination of the two and slapping a big disney logo on top of that i'm like yep please yeah so i think they were saying that like they're pretty much in for a winner because they now have disney characters on board with cirque du soleil so yeah I think it's going to do really really well but also I think it might help with slightly younger guests going to Cirque du Soleil I'm sure there I'm sure there's definitely an age requirement to go to Cirque du Soleil because you don't want like little tiny kids there but I'd say from like ages five up between five and like early teens I'd say be pretty bored by a Cirque du Soleil show unless you're like real into gymnastics but I think putting Disney characters onto it is just another cool thing that you get to do when you're on holidays so yeah that was that was actually some new news that was actually really exciting that was something completely announced moving on to more new news which was actually something that we have learned more about is epcot yep and everything new that is happening at epcot so from what i can tell apart from world showcase everything is being ripped out and started started again so we're getting yeah. four brand new neighborhoods four brand new neighborhoods we're getting four neighborhoods to Epcot so we currently yeah. have World Showcase which is where all the tiny countries live mm-hmm. then we're going to get World Celebration which is going to have Dreamers Point and Dreamers Point is where they're going to hold new um, festivals so it's going to be like a festival pavilion within World Celebration and it's like a tiered oh, okay. it's a tiered pavilion as well so they're able to f- yeah, so like they can fit all of the like when they say festivals, I'm wondering are they going to move the booths from World Showcase into World Celebration or because that doesn't seem any fun. I mean, maybe though, because like for all the pavilions that are in World Showcase, when it comes to like food and wine and flower and garden and everything else that they bring out the food booths for, each of those countries that has their own pavilion also has a booth. Yeah. Oh, true. So the, all so, the booths could just go. Oh, yeah. That may. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. 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 So yeah, so there's Dreamers Point and Dreamers Point basically from what I can tell is going to be like the highest point in Epcot. So you're going to be able to look out over the lake. Um, yeah, so then then we also have World Nature, which is where Disney and nature become one. That is my own tagline. Just oh, <laughs> and that Disney, is, hit her up. And that is where the new Moana inspired attraction is going to be held. 
Yeah. Um, I can't remember if it has a name. It's something to do with water anyway. So basically, yeah. from what we've seen and what we've been told, it's an attraction inspired by Moana, where mm-hmm. you basically control water. And that's pretty much all they've said. So it's going to be like a walkthrough attraction. And I guess it's just going to be like interactive spots with water features, which I guess is quite I, cool. I wonder if it's going to be something to do with your magic band. Like you move your like a tapu tapu way. Kind of. But yeah. I wonder if it's going to be kind of be like a hybrid between that and like the RFID ones that you can get in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, where you kind of move it in a certain way and something will happen. I wonder if that's what it'll be like. You have to do certain movements with your hand. Yeah, that would be... With your magic band on and then something will happen. That's going to be really interesting from a tech technical point of view because the way the ones work in universal is that there's the lights but then there's also like a little reflective bit almost at the end of the wand and the lights track the reflective bit at the end of the wand and that's how it knows that you've done the action so how they'll do that with magic bands i don't know (laughs) no this is just me guessing no no exactly yeah but if they were to do no because it's perfect it's perfectly valid points that if it is like a hand motion thing like with moana i'm thinking do what i have in my head is when dr strange opens a portal i have that in my head where he puts where he puts like one hand one hand out and like draws it with draw draws it in a circle with his other hand yeah no breath not like that (laughs) Breath do something that I didn't I'm Doctor Strange (laughs) I didn't want at all (laughs) so yes there's the Moana inspired water feature but yeah that's really exciting it's very interesting to see what they're going to do and what ideas they have for it and then moving on to the final world is World Discovery where the Guardians of the Galaxy ride is going to be held. Um, it's called, oh no, it's called Guardians of the Galaxy something rewind. And I always forget the middle word. I want to say mission rewind, but I don't think that's what it is. I think it is. Is it called I mission rewind? I could be rewind? totally wrong. Like, are they just expanding the, like, Guardians of the Galaxy universe to go, like, mission breakout, mission rewind? Oh, hold on. Cosmic rewind. Cosmic rewind. Yeah, so it's Guardians of the Galaxy cosmic rewind. Um, we, Again, we weren't really told much about about Guardians of the Galaxy except that there's a lot of music involved I think is basically what I remember from it and that was pretty much it it's a huge huge show building but we knew this Mm. (laughs) so that's the Guardians of the Galaxy ride Um, and in World Discovery will also be the new space restaurant called Space 220 and it's called Mm -hmm. Space 220 because that's the distance you're going to be above the earth when you're in the restaurant Mm, yeah it's very exciting Uh, they said that the restaurant is oh no we already talked about the rest i was gonna say about all the restaurant yeah. stuff but we already know about that so that's the space 220 restaurant then there's also gonna be the play pavilion within epcot which yeah. i'm not really sure again what it's gonna it's gonna be like an interactive family friendly fun zone almost but yeah. the one thing i took away from it is that there's gonna be like an attraction walkthrough thing where you're gonna have a water balloon fight with huey dewey louie and webby from ducktales and i'm all for that that sounds like great crack that's super exciting and it's really the only thing i took from the play pavilion <laughs> there's something to i again i've been in i'm away for work if as we spoke about previously so there's only so much i could read into it there's something to do with edna mode as well i think but oh. i could be making that up but no. I think there's something to do with Edmund Mode. Yeah, no, I think you're right as well. The, there was, I still, I, I'm not a hunt. I think the play pavilion is something that we, we're going to have to wait and see exactly yeah. what's going to be happening because I think a lot of what's happening with Epcot is slightly um, in the air, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't think they've 100% confirmed everything that's going to be happening so that they're the neighborhoods also epcot is going to get a whole brand new signature anthem because it's basically being reborn 
so why not then moving on to other new sort of things that we found out that aren't the basically the whole reimagining of epcot so the delightful dick van dyke came out on stage and announced to everybody that there is going to be a mary poppins it's called mary poppins in cherry tree lane that will be connected to the uk pavilion and i i can't wait i know it it looks so cute the only thing that i've seen online which makes me a little apprehensive is someone i think compared the wording of this mary poppins attraction to the wording of when enchanted tales of spell was announced and seemingly they're very similar so a lot of people are kind of concerned that this won't actually be a ride and that this will kind of be like an enhanced meet and greet. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's a ride. I think it's more yeah. of like a, what's the word? Immersive, like an immersive thing that you're just yeah. going to be able to stand in Cherry Tree Lane. I think that's the point. It definitely doesn't sound like a ride. Yeah. So I wonder if it will kind of be, correctly, just to explain it, Tante Tales of Belle is that you go in and you kind of go through the story of how Belle and the Beast fell in love and the story of Beauty and the Beast and like there's crowd participation and people from the crowd play different characters and stuff like that and then you can meet Belle at the end of it okay so a lot of people think it might be kind of similar which would make sense because again Mary Poppins is a character that, that like it kind of surrounds a book do you know what I mean like she was originally a story from the book so I wonder if that is the realm that they're going to take it but I don't know what this reminds me of a little bit is you know those stories from when Mary Poppins Returns came out about the cast being completely shielded from everything production design wise until they were brought onto Cherry Tree Lane yes yeah. there seem to be echoes of that here because they, yeah. I'm going to guess from all those stories and the positive reception that came out of it it's kind of like hang on a minute if that worked for the cast we built this immersive uh, world mm-hmm, mm-hmm, where else mm-hmm. would this work ah yes yes yes. Mm. yes I like how you're thinking Bethany. thank you really out of the <laughs> box there <laughs> we really need someone with not a Disney centred mind of oh my god I love Mary Poppins <laughs> I do love Mary Poppins. I was like absolutely flat out. I adored Mary Poppins Returns. But if I was going to do something involving Cherry Tree Lane, that's what I'd do. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, I'm all for an immersive something like that. Like it definitely doesn't read like a ride. I don't think it. W- I don't think it would work as a ride because it's quite a cutesy tootsy type of thing. I don't think that cutesy, would. Cutesy. You heard me. <laughs> so I would 100% just love to be able to walk down Cherry Tree Lane. Like I'd be 100% for that. Yeah, then I agree. Then we also have the Ratatouille ride, which we don't need to talk about because anyone who's been to Disneyland Paris has already been on the ride. And the artwork that was released for that is basically the exact same ride we have in Paris. So yeah, that's coming to the French Pavilion. Great. Then mm-hmm. they released the new nighttime spectacular that's coming to the lake. And it's called Harmonious. So Harmonious, but the US is capital because, you know, us. America. Oh yeah. So that's going to be play- replacing Epcot Forever. And then the final two things, apart from the other big thing, is that there'll be some more Circle Vision 360 films brought to the Canadian mm-hmm. Pavilion and the Chinese Pavilion. So it's called... Let me tell you. Oh, sorry. Go on, yeah. Twitter was pissed about the Canada one changing. Oh, because people like, love the Canada one, don't not, they? Because like, even people that like are not even remotely Canadian are pissed that the Canada one is changing. Because seemingly, oh, Canada is like the, VIP, the like MVP of the Epcot Circle Vision. So this did not get a good reception, I don't think. So it's going to be called Canada Far and Wide, which is a shit name compared to what it already is. Yeah, that's an awful name. <laughs> Canada Far and Wide. It's a big country. 
And then the Chinese one is called Wondrous China. I mean, I guess it is kind of a wondrous country. Great. whoop de doo So yeah, the two new Circle Vision 360 ones that are coming to Epcot. And my final piece of Epcot news is that they are building a huge Walt Disney statue in the front of Epcot where the big massive slabs of rock used to be. Which I actually think is kind of lovely because as and it's something that from working at Disney and doing the inductions and that kind of thing, one of the things that you really kind of go through is the importance of Epcot and kind of what Walt's vision was for Epcot because as much as like everyone will always associate Walt with Disneyland because obviously that was the park that he got to be in and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, develop mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But his heart really was in Epcot. Like Epcot was what he wanted to build the whole time. Yeah. So I think it's actually quite lovely that they're, that they're putting Walt into Epcot. I think it's pretty sweet. Yeah. So basically, I think the way they phrase it is that he's going to be able to basically look out onto Epcot and yeah. basically see his dream come alive. Which is super cute. That's very sweet. Yeah. Um, from some people's perspective, they've said that like what's currently happening to Epcot was not Walt's dream. But I'm like, ah, sure, whatever, shut up. <laughs> I saw someone take, you know, because like Epcot stands for the, oh my God, now I actually can't remember it. It stands for, what oh my it? God. <laughs> Uh, I uh, cannot remember it. The oh, something of tomorrow. I oh, know, no, it's the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. That's the one. That's what it stands for. Yeah. And I saw someone take like the new Epcot logo and put like <laughs> put IP into every park <laughs> under <laughs> it, and I was like, good job. Yeah, Spaceship Earth. So Spaceship Earth is basically getting slightly remodeled. So it's yeah. still gonna be just a choo-choo sort of deal, but it's getting basically like. <laughs> so it's gonna be yeah i know it's not you but it's gonna be the same like ride vehicles and everything i think it's just getting a slight bit of an update yeah i think they're adding in some more bits because it's all about the evolution of technology and yeah kind of how the world has progressed through like science and all that kind of stuff so I think they're just kind of updating it a bit because I think it stops at like the 80s. Which is the prime height of technology. So yeah, basically Epcot is just getting a massive overhaul to make it what Epcot should be, basically. Because when Epcot started, that's exactly what it was. But it 100% is not the future anymore. So, and it's gonna basically grow with the time and the fact that they're building a whole new area specifically for festivals they're building basically a festival pavilion is really clever because they're the festivals are getting more and more popular and i presume this has come from feedback of people like when festivals are on i'm gonna guess it's pretty disgusting down there it's very busy it's very hot there's a lot of people very close together i'd say from a logistical point of view they have problems with the booths a lot because i've seen a lot of times they're like oh they're currently not taking matching bands or oh they're currently not taking cash so I think having one place where they can put all the festivals just makes everything a lot easier. And basically just moving yeah. with the times, which is great to see because there's been a lot of people, you get a lot of people who are just layman Disney fans who aren't fucking crazy. And they go into Epcot and they're like, well, this is rank. Like, this is so old. Why have I paid so much money to come to this park? But now... Yeah, and I know- Sorry, go on. Yeah, and I know particularly with, I mean, we don't know if this is definitely happening, but from what we've kind of speculated that they're going to move the booths and stuff. I know there's a lot of, and it came up when they banned smoking in the park. There were Uh a lot of people saying, well, what are you going to do about the people that just get hammered in Epcot? Because it is a thing. You go drinking around the world in Epcot and people have t-shirts made for it. I've seen people with like magic bands that say it, stuff like that. Mm -hmm, Yeah. I wonder if maybe it's because that, because, I mean, when you go in on a regular, the like three days of the year that there aren't 
festival going on in Epcot. There's only so many places you can stop and get drinks. During these festivals, there's like 30-odd places that you can stop and get a drink. And if you're drinking around the world, you're going to drink yourself into a coma. So if there are people getting that obnoxiously drunk, I can understand why families don't necessarily want to have to mix with people who are off their face just to be able to get to their frozen fast pass. I completely understand that. Especially because Americans can't hold their drink. So For the most part. I have met some that can, but it's rare. But I think the majority that go to drink their way around the world in Epcot don't tend to really know what they're doing. It's because you can't, I don't think you can drink a consistent thing the whole way around. I don't think there's a consistent thing that's served in every pavilion. Yeah, so you're doing a lot of mixing. So, like, you go to Mexico, you're getting tequila. So, exactly. And if you if you start in not Mexico, you're doing it wrong. So, so yeah, you already say, yeah. shouldn't, don't deserve to be there. Yeah. So yeah, that's everything for Epcot. Exciting. The next thing is kind of a short announcement because they kind of encompassed it as everything that's just been mentioned for Epcot is part of Walt Disney World's 50th. Uh But it's like, all right, lads. But they have said that the celebration for the Walt Disney World Resort 50th anniversary. Now, it's really the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom, but they are kind of rolling it out across all four parts. Because why lose, uh, why lose a time to make more money, Sinead? Exactly. So they said, with amazing attraction openings, new entertainment, food and beverage, merchandise, and more. I wonder if there'll be, like, special fireworks for it. Because Disneyland obviously got Disneyland forever for the 60th. So I wonder if they're going to do that for the 50th. Or, bigger question, do, will it get a new parade? Will they change their Festival of Fantasy? Festival I feel like that would start a bleeding riot. Because Festival of Fantasy is, like, beloved. I wonder, will they have two parades? Maybe. Although, Walt Disney World's mom needs to do major electrical parade. So, maybe they'll have three parades. Maybe. <laughs> All I'm also, thinking is, I just, I can 100% see them having a new parade, but then also yeah. not wanting to get rid of Festival of Fantasy. Maybe they'll move Festival of Fantasy to another park. I just love <laughs> You never know. That would be so-, so then, after the 50th anniversary, we're going to talk about Disney's Genie service, which... Which sounds really interesting. Is something that is new information, gentlemen so the disney genie service will offer custom itineraries for guests of all ages so basically what i can tell is what it is is when you and me go to a disney park and we plan mm-hmm. out our day <laughs> and we're like it's we... what we do for it's what we do for breastfeeding yeah but it's, it's like what yeah so basically what we do before we go on holidays to disney is we pick our days and we're like okay in this day we want to get x y and z done and we don't necessarily put a time on it if it's something that's not timed and we are just like okay this is what we want to do and then we figure out the most optimal way to do it while we're there on the day but the disney genie app will do it for you so you tell genie what you want to do for the day and genie will present you with the most optimal day and how to use best use your time which is super exciting and kind of scary if they're actually able to do this. My only, only worry would be if a lot of families have the same things they want to do. Yeah. And the genie is like, these are the best ways to do it. But the genie's told 10,000 families this is what they need to do. And yeah. those 10,000 families are like, okay, so we got to go to this at this time, this at this time, and this at this time. Yeah. And everyone turns up at the exact same time. I think there are probably ways around that with things like machine learning and things like that. Yeah, so they're going to know yeah. that depending on how many requests that it gets yeah. at any given time, there's going to be a certain amount of built-in AI with this platform, I would certainly hope. Yeah. So yeah. otherwise you'd have a massive bottleneck at various different rides or yeah. particular areas at any given time. But this is the lazy man's way to plan Disney. So understandably, I'm very enthusiastic about the idea of this service. 
I'm just excited about it in general because the idea behind it is extremely interesting. It also makes me think of, do you know when, I don't know if you guys ever probably not you guys don't really take the bus but when you take when you put into google maps at the moment i was gonna say these days <laughs> when you put when you use google maps these days and you ask it like i want to go here at a certain time it will tell you how heavy the bus will be how heavy the bus will be <laughs> the it bus. weighs it for you <laughs> it will tell you how many people are usually on the bus at that time so it's got like a three people system and it's like there'll be this many people, there'll be medium amount of people or there'll be a lot of people on the bus. Oh, I've seen that update actually. Yeah. So I wonder, is that also like, can the genie change during the day? So like if there's a Maybe. massive group of people in one place, it's like, actually, you probably shouldn't go there now. We've decided you should go here instead, which is very close. Um, And we've reorganized you to go to there at a later date. I wonder, because do you remember a couple of years, was that last year? Um, they put patents in or something like that to, it was like tracking people via their magic band and tracking where traffic was yes. via magic band. Which so is I wonder what if Google this do. is what this is for. Mm, yes, interesting. So they can be like, well, from the data of the last year, we've seen that this place is quite quiet at this time. Yeah. But then again, my head just zooms to, you can't just throw everyone to where, wherever it used nope. to be quiet because you'll just... No, but that's... That's what I mean. That's why they're using their magic band. In real time, they can track where people are. Oh, fair, fair, fair. I get, I get you now. I get you now. I get you now. Yeah. So I'd say it will probably be a case that it will update itself throughout the day. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and kind of in real time because it'll be able to tell there's this volume of magic bands here. Do you know what I mean? Because, mm, yeah. I mean, I don't know anyone that necessarily goes to Disney without a magic band. And I mean, there's probably a margin of error for that. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I would I would guess that that's what that particular bit of technology was for, so that they can track footfall throughout the park, so they'll they'll know what's busy where and stuff like that. So yeah, anyway, whatever the price is for Disney Genie, we'll half it and we'll do it for you. Oh, I'd love it. We'll be your Disney Genie. So yeah, that's the Disney Genie service, and surprisingly, some nice new information, and I'm very excited to see how it's going to work. Exactly. Same. I did see a really funny um, tweet about it from Pete from the Diz, who was like, well, I mean, if you could get your your current thing, my Disney experience, to work, then maybe you might have a chance of getting this to work. Ooh, ooh, shade. <laughs> All the shade. The next thing that was announced was something that we kind of knew about, but now we actually have some like concrete information about, and that is the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, mm, which exciting. sounds insane yeah. absolutely insane so the star wars galactic star cruiser will take walt disney world resort guests to a galaxy far far away <laughs> so this is the i feel like hotel is the wrong word it's a cruise but it is basically yeah it's an on-land cruise in space and cruise. it's a three-day two-night experience you cannot do it for any shorter length of time i don't know if you could maybe kind of back-to-back book reservations or if literally just you do your time get out I think you should probably just do your time because I have a feeling every experience is going to go along the same sort of lines. Yeah. So I don't think it would be that fun if you did it back to back. Yeah. So they've released a lot of information about this. Um, and they've also released some like fun facts about it, which I love a fun fact. So some of the fun facts are the windows of the Halicon, which is the name of the ship, mm-hmm. including those in each cabin, has a view of, galaxy, of the galaxy beyond with ever-changing vistas uh, as the ship progresses from place to place. So there are, to quote the Haunted Mansion, there are no windows and no doors. Ooh. So everything <laughs> is screen to show you that you're in space that's pretty cool basically i can You'll see also myself be able to... if i went to this i'd just start crying i feel like you wouldn't want to go to this if you're claustrophobic claustrophobic no actually yeah no 
because you wouldn't have any dados. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you'll be able to explore the Halicon and perhaps discover hidden spaces deep in the mechanics of the ship. Perfect for uncovering secrets or holding secret meetings. So I'd imagine you'd just be able to go and have a bit of a wild goose chase. Um, and it also says choices made during your adventure will determine how your Star Wars story progresses. So kind of similar to however you do on Smuggler's Run yes. will affect how some of the cast interact with you. So if you do a terrible job of piloting, um, they might not be quite so nice to you if you wreck them any involved. Yeah, it's very exciting. But there is a load of information on this. I can only imagine how expensive this is going to be mm, yeah. um they've not released any prices or dates or no <laughs> they've just gotten no. people excited <laughs> exactly and i mean don't get me wrong if i had money however much this is and i was able to afford to i absolutely would because i think it would be great and you cannot get more immersive than that but it sounds intense and i'm intrigued to see what this actually looks like no doubt the desert will be there whenever it does open so i'm intrigued and it sounds very exciting and very unique i don't know of anywhere else that does something like this so good job Disney. this is something that i'm going to be extremely interested to see how it turns out because obviously disney in terms of both staging and i guess immersion as regards mm-hmm. to their character worlds this is a entire step beyond for that yeah Yep. Depending on how necessarily it goes, and I'm going to guess that they wouldn't even be remotely exploring the idea, let alone for a very premium price, we could we could all imagine. Unless they had a fairly good idea about how well this was going to work, because yeah, if you're going to be charging, fair. if you're going to be charging families up to make, well, most likely tens of thousands of dollars, say, yeah. you are going Absolutely. to have to make sure that you have everything down to the letter. And based on that, again, as you just said, if we were both in a position to afford this, I would do this in a heartbeat. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because I think you're expect now, I don't I think they're either expected to bring Jedi robes or they provide you with Jedi robes. So I think you actually even have to like dress a certain way when you're on it. Really? Like, I think there is a dress code. Yeah, I was which like, I fully love. Yeah, well I was talking to Breath about it. I was like, it doesn't mention if like you're given robes or if you have to wear robes because pure, surely if you wore your normie clothes, it wouldn't yeah. make sense because you hop in your little you hop in your little like pod you jettison off to the star cruiser and then you also have a port day in batu so you can't walk out into batu in normal clothes you can't like stop off on your cruise because it won't make any sense so that's true so exciting yeah i'm very intrigued to see what this actually looks like and also so. just 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 the final little thing on your port day in batu whether you're a child or an adult you get to learn how to use a lightsaber very exciting yeah so like do you know the way they only have jedi academy and jedi academy is not for no one over the age of 14 well suck it i'm gonna learn how to use a lightsaber <laughs> i don't care what anyone says yeah <laughs> so yeah that was everything for star wars galactic star cruiser which sounds mm-hmm. super fun then moving on to actual more new news it's like they put all the new news at the end there's going to be three new cruise ships this year for disney for disney cruise there lines. Is. we've only learned of one and it's called the disney wish and i don't know why we didn't think of this when we were talking about i wonder what they'll be called how did we not think of it? What, The Wish? Yeah, it's so obvious. Yeah, I know, yeah. Considering everything this year has been named um, Magic Happens and Magical Dreams and Ooh and Ah, like Wish was obviously like just the next thing to come. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole statue for the Disney's Wish is going to be Rapunzel and Pascal. Who's excited? Me! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Rapunzel is the main woman on the Disney Wish. There's also going to be two more Disney Cruise Line ships that have yet to be announced but man they are really building up their disney cruise line like well they've announced a new island as well what's, haven't the, they? what's the word i'm looking for here teen no school no fleet fleet so thanks breath 
fleet. They're really building up their fleet here. Yes, they've also announced a new island um, with Lighthouse Point um, out in the Bahamas, I believe. Which, I mean, I was already like pining to go to Castaway Key, but now I'm like, no, you two islands. Well, now I just need to somehow win the lotto and go to both. I'm sorry, I clearly need to go on the ship with Rapunzel. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> like, there's just no question about it. Uh, yes, the only thing I've heard about from Lighthouse Point is that the locals aren't very happy. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, apparently they are pissed that there's going to be a Disney cruise there basically oh. every day of the year. I don't think they're too joyed about it. But other oh, than dear. that, yeah, we'll see how it goes, I suppose. I mean, it's bringing jobs to the to the island, but I can understand where if you've lived there all your life and now all of a sudden it's going to be full uh, like full of annoying tourists every day yeah. then I can see why you'd be annoyed but yeah so that's Lighthouse Point and the Disney Wish and they've said that they might possibly like all these three new Disney cruise ships are going to be designed completely differently to the other ones oh yeah so I think, I think they were saying that the Wish doesn't look like the other ones on the inside so okay, cool. they were like oh are the other two new ones also going to be different as well but I guess we'll just have to wait and see I mean the concept art that they showed did look I mean, all of the Disney cruises are absolutely obnoxiously stunning. Yeah. But this one looks phenomenal. Yeah, I'm very excited for obvious reasons. So yeah, that's Disney Cruise Lines. The next thing that I want to chat about, um, it's not something that I think was necessarily announced at D23, but it is, I saw this online. So they have announced that Fantasmic at Tokyo Disney Sea is going to be closing. So on Wednesday, the 25th of March, 2020, that is the final showing of Fantasmic in Tokyo Disney Sea. Oh. But seemingly all the technology and all that kind of stuff has already been sold to a different park. Oh. And it's been sold to a park that is building a rather large lake. Oh my God. Are we going to get, are we going to get into Disneyland Paris? Are we going to get it? I, oh. <laughs> I think Kate's excited. This is why I wanted your live reaction. <laughs> That's so exciting. Now, again, this was just someone tweeted saying, oh, my God, I can't believe that Fantastic in Tokyo Disney Sea is closing. What the hell? And someone replied saying, yes, rumor is that the equipment has already been sold to a certain park that may or not, may not be getting a new lake sometime soon, dot, dot, dot. Yes, Fantasmic in Paris, so, yes. I didn't, because like I assumed, because they have said that the lake that Walt Disney Studios is getting is going to be absolutely freaking massive. As big as a And that there will be nighttime spectacular ready and all that kind of stuff. I assumed we were going to get something like World of Colour. It didn't even enter my head that we would get Fantasmic. Because I was just like. See how excited I am. Another thing, which I just remembered, there was just so much Disney news. Um, seemingly some of the details that people have been hearing is like rumblings with to do with the expansion of Disney Village is rumblies in my tumblies <laughs> rumblies in my tumblies um, is that Lake Disney might get filled in in order to expand the village stop and again I don't know if this is true this is just what I've been like seeing online between the frenzy of everything else that's happened in the past week but seemingly some people have said that there are rumours that they're going to completely redo Disney Village it's all going to get a complete facelift and in order to expand it the lake is going to get filled in and that's going to expand out into more shops and restaurants I mean to be fair the lake does fuck all <laughs> what are you talking about Kate? you can go up in the big saloon and you have to walk around it the lake does fuck all except make things less accessible but yeah like imagine staying in Sequoia Lodge or anything like that and, and having being able to walk so right to that edge 
This is exciting. Yeah. Guys. So I don't know if any of that is confirmed. These are all just rumours that I have heard. But if this vampire does get Fantasmic, your girl's going to be very pleased. Look, we're over 80% sure the Fantasmic is coming to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone from, here's a rumour that I thought it's 80% confirmed. Well, where else was it? Where else could it go? Because they can't sell it to a park that isn't Disney. It has to be a Disney park because it's yeah. a Disney licensed thing. So, yeah. and everywhere else has Fantasmic already. So it has to be yeah. Disneyland Paris. And I remember... Which I remember, would be super exciting. Because remember the concept art had a boat on it and I was like, oh, cool, we're going to be able to yeah. go on a boat. And you were like, no, 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 guests are going to be able to go on the boat. Guess what goes... Yeah. Guess what else has a boat? Fantasmic. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Everything just so, leads to yeah. Fantasmic. That's why I wanted to leave that to get your live reaction because then it would be hilarious. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the last little bibbidi bop that came out of... D23 was that they're going to be opening Disney stores within Targets in the US of A. So from what I can... Oh, sorry, go on. It's bizarre because do you know what the last like main like name brand store they opened a Disney store in was? Uh, I don't understand your point, but continue. (laughs) Harrods. So the last time Disney decided they were going to open a Disney store within an already established store was Harrods. And it's closed. Which failed massively. (laughs) So they've gone from Harrods target yeah so i'm wondering so they're starting off with 25 locations and they're going to move on to another 40 i believe yeah by t- october 2020 they're going to expand to another 40 stores so they're going to be selling all of the disney store merch like stuff that you could only buy in disney stores so disney store branded stuff including the animator collection which has always prided itself in being a disney store exclusive item that you cannot purchase anywhere else i find this really bizarre My big, sorry go on yeah the, within the last couple of years um it was the 30th anniversary of the Disney stores in wow. 2017, wasn't it? Mm, yes. And myself and Kate, and I'm sure anyone else who's listening to this that was a Disney store cast member, got added into this like Facebook group to kind of celebrate the 30 years of Disney store. Yeah. And no joke, on a weekly basis, there are people in there saying how sad they are that their store is closing and yeah. they've worked here there for like bloody hundreds of years like, and whatnot like over and like 30 years some of them they're absolutely mental exactly and it's kind of like it's really sad that they're closing their stores to just put them into a chain because yeah. i mean i get it to a degree because it means that like the target stores are already there they're not having to pay to rent its own space mm-hmm, and i imagine yeah. it's probably going to look similar i mean the concept art looks cool but i imagine it'll kind of be a slightly more enhanced version of like pop-up stores that yeah, they've been doing that's literally what i wrote down yeah <laughs> but like it just from the time that I started in Disney and this this is kind of pointless information for most people but we worked in what's called an imagination store Mm, and on my first day I was walked around the store and I was shown all the different features and the stuff that would show up on the the trees and how to do these things called fly paths where you could make Buzz Lightyear and Tinkerbell show up on the wall it's kind of an extra bit of magic for guests and the mirrors and the princess room and all this kind of extra stuff that was supposed to spark a kid's imagination or spark anyone's imagination, really. And all of that has been taken out of the store. They don't need the trees on because it costs too much money and all this kind of stuff to just save money. And now they're just closing stores and opening them in Target. And it's just kind of like Disney store and like Disney store products. The whole thing was the kind of prestige of it and it being a Disney store, not just being Disney products or somewhere where you could buy Disney stuff. So as an ex-cast member, I'm not pleased. Yeah, and I was just thinking, I understand that, like, Magic Touch in Europe is definitely viewed differently than Magic Touch in the US stores. Do you want to just explain what Magic Touch is, just for anyone that doesn't know? So Magic Touch is basically, if anyone's ever worked in retail, you'll know of secret shoppers. So secret shoppers are someone who comes into your store and... 
they basically evaluate your customer service pretty much in a lot of regular retail stores it's basically did they say hi did they help you blah blah, blah. but magic touch in a disney store is to a very high standard so mm-hmm. magic touch includes you got to greet the guest you got to ask the guest who they're shopping for you got to use open questions you got to make sure you got to go with with whatever they're purchasing so if they're buying a dress did you tell them or did you say oh these shoes go with this item did you give them a fact did you enhance storytelling and then at when they get to the till did you offer them a talk up which would be a box or a shopper or gift wrapping or anything like that so you had to hit a base and uh, even just like the general look of the store so were all the shelves full were the was the floor tidy did all the cast members look happy was everyone wearing their name badge all of that basic stuff that disney stores are expected to have where i which in our store especially was baked into us like we knew it back to front inside out i know that certain stores in europe didn't necessarily have such a high standard but i know also again in a lot of the u.s stores from what i've heard magic touch isn't the same over there as to what it is here but still i understand that a lot of the cast members in disney stores in the u.s are crazy and they love their jobs and they just want to deliver the highest standard of service under the disney name but if you're putting the disney store into target is it just target staff members that are working there like is it manned by disney store employees or is it literally just a section of target that has disney store toys and they've just completely stripped it of all of that literal magic touch that you receive when you are in a conversation with a cast member in a Disney store. So there's a couple of things that I'm reminded of here. So when I started working in retail, which was 11 years ago, I worked for Hamleys when they opened up their first Irish store in Dundrum. Now when it opened up originally, very similar to you guys with Magic Touch and the general attitude towards guest service that the Disney store has, the original concept behind the Hamley store in Dundrum was a very similar standard of service. And more specifically, kind of cultivating a very specific atmosphere and a very specific attitude of behavior. So the second that you walked in the door, not only did you get greeted by someone, you got greeted by someone in a toy soldier outfit who was blowing bubbles at you. I remember that. And that was all well and good. And initially there was a fantastic atmosphere there. However, there was also another little part of the store where there was a concession for a very well-known video game retailer at the time. And that concession, which is how these Disney stores are going to be handled in Target, was very weirdly positioned. You would have no idea it was there. It was kind of up It was up an escalator and to the right. Mm-hmm. And you could only really yeah. see it if it was there. And it didn't have a particularly huge range. It had sort of separate staff. It had separate... Attitude? Attitudes, definitely, yes. And I think that's a huge part of it. Now, the, now the concession for this particular retailer did not last very long. It actually managed to close down before that particular retailer stopped operating here. Oh. And it just created this weird division. Now, granted, there are ways that you can handle that relationship. So, for example, a typical Target employee, I wouldn't imagine, is also going to be trained up to a Disney standard. Absolutely well, not. Can I, I can think. Can I just butt in here? Um, just from what Disney did when they opened up in Harrods, one of the managers that I used to work under in Disney, she went and was the assistant manager in the Harrods store. So everyone that worked there was a Disney cast member and they were employed by Disney. They had, it's kind of, I don't know how to, it's kind of like working in a department store. So it's like when Amy used to work in Gap. She was a Gap employee. She just happened to work in Ireland, just as an example. Uh-huh. So I would imagine, I would assume they might run it the same where they are Disney store cast members. They just happen to work in a Target store. And that does make sense. My concern, however, is that if you have things operating like a department store where there's a whole bunch of different concessions, 
And it actually yeah. kind of helps the individual concessions because you expect kind of a different ecosystem yeah. and they've all got their own like brand. Exactly, and a different sta- yeah. and a different standard of service. Uh-huh, yeah. The issue that you run into when you have either one or two concessions in inside a store that's a much bigger brand overall is it's yeah. very sort of cognitively separate. So a big concern that I would have here is I think that a lot of the targets that are getting Disney stores, those Disney stores are going to live and die by their physical location relative within that store. Because had the concession that existed in Hamley's been better physically presented and in a better place, it would have done much better and it would have felt like it was adding to Mm -hmm. the whole experience. Now, as an extension of that, you also have the fact that Hamley's overall lasted 10 years, but realistically it should have only lasted one. Yeah. yeah. Because as soon as things like being overly budget conscious when you are trying to foster a very specific, very tailored and very signature style of service, the second you start kind of eating into the budget of that, you start eating into staffing numbers. You start eating into the number of people and and ways to facilitate giving that kind of service. So I would have major concerns over how tight belts get on that one. Yeah. Absolutely, because as I said, like the difference in even just the Disney store in Dublin from when I started in 2012 to the way it is now is chalk and cheese. I just remember when they, when they, it all happened in one go where they were like, okay, yeah. this isn't going to work anymore. We're not doing this anymore. This we don't really need to focus on anymore. And I was like, I don't know what we are now. <laughs> Because like, hey, now we just when, sound like a regular time, retail. Yeah, because I mean, when's the last time you ever heard of anyone doing an imagination explosion? Oh. Man, that was a sad time. Do the cast members there even know what that is now? And that was such a staple. Yeah, no, but. I don't think so. They've started something new, which is basically cast member what's it called? Do you know when cast compliment? But you can like okay. give them to each other about things but that's like the well, we, only, had, we but, had that in the store before didn't we and you could win a pin or something like that yeah but they've like re-envisioned it or something but basically uh, okay. I don't know it still sounds like rubbish and the trees <laughs> they've just shot green onto so it's now this really bright oh. green light that just shot onto the trees so they're not magical anymore they're just trees I used to love the trees and on May the and on May the 4th and all the X-Wings would be flying across it oh yeah Yes, Bethany. So Speaking as an outsider, so someone who obviously never worked for Disney. Uh huh. The Disney store now versus the Disney store when it originally opened in Dublin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Originally, it felt like a Disney store. Now it feels like a Disney outlet. Oh, oh the shade. Oh. <laughs> if I want to get Disney merchandise, yeah. I know to go there. That's, That's fair, where yeah. it's available. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. I don't go there for, oh man, this is going to be great. Yeah, you don't yeah, go there not, to be It's like, not the experience. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, um, that's... I. Yep, yeah. I think we should because we could talk we could all talk for hours about retail absolutely <laughs> you know who sucks customers <laughs> let's yeah, yeah so that that's uh, Disney Store is entering into Target and I think this is definitely something that we'll 100% come back to as soon as they start actually rolling out into Targets and we yeah. get some customer feedback from customers in the US yeah because obviously this is something that me and Kate are very intrigued about seeing ex-Disney Store cast members so I I think that's all for the Parks and Resorts news. Kate, what were your overall thoughts of C23 Expo 2019? It seemed like a lot went on and it was extremely busy, but I think it was a pretty blasé D23. Nothing 100% 
stood out to me from what I saw on social media. Something I saw a lot of was the costuming booth they had. That was like previous Disney costumes, which I'm sure were pretty cool, but I don't think I'd like to spend thousands of dollars just to go in to see costumes, if that makes any sense. I Um, mean, don't get me wrong. They had the the original Sanders sister costumes, and I would 1000% want to go see them. Oh yeah, and they had an original Mary Poppins costume yeah. as well but still i feel like i'd be like mm. but i don't know it seemed it seemed pretty cool but again the lines for stuff were just absolutely outrageous even yeah. if you watch Which- the tim tracker vlog that came out today or last night whenever it was he yeah. was looking at the queue to get into one of the stores it wasn't the dream store it was some other store the mickey's of glendale that's the one and he said that he knew that there was one thing for definite he wanted in there because he'd seen it on Twitter. But he was yeah. like, this queue is like two and a half hours long. He was like, have all the people in this queue seen what's in the shop? Or are they just queuing in hopes of seeing something? Which is yeah. mind boggling to me. Yeah, because I know, and we'll come on to merchandise in a bit, but a friend of the show, Meg, um, was there. And there was a very particular thing that I wanted. And she was like, yeah sure if I see it absolutely the queue for merchandise is currently four hours long and I was like holy crap yeah because I remember you saw it well we we might as well talk about it now because I think merchandise sort of rounds up into it as well it was the skeleton spirit jersey yeah oh sorry as I I mentioned um, me and Kate got added into this Disney store cast member Facebook group and one of the guys is the same John Paul story or something like that Jonathan story Jonathan story that's who it is um, and he's quite high up in the Disney store. He is part of his Facebook group and he will occasionally post like new things that are coming to the store. It's Apparently he's stuff like that. so lovely. <laughs> everyone, everyone that has ever met him has always says he's absolutely lovely. Yeah. But he was posting some of the setup for the merchandise in at D23. And I won't lie, because I wasn't going, I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to the merchandise that was coming out. Yeah, I tried to stay and away from all merchandise because I knew if there was something I saw that I wanted, I'd be really upset that I couldn't get it. <laughs> exactly. So I was just kind of flicking through, just having a look. And then I saw this one particular picture. So the Silly Symphonies set of shorts that Disney did back in the, the late 20s, early 30s. Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day. My absolute favourite of those, unsurprising to anybody, is the Skeleton Dance. And the Skeleton Dance this August turned 90 years old. And for anyone that doesn't know, I have a tattoo of the Dancing Skeletons on my right arm. I absolutely love them. And for D23, they came out with, I think we called it the Disney Legacy Collection. And it was a whole collection for the Skeleton Dance. There was a t-shirt, there was a tote bag, there was a mug, there was a spirit jersey, and I think there was something else. And there was let me a tell lot you, of merch. Everyone was asleep when I figured out this because <laughs> <laughs> I was up in the middle of the night editing last week's episode and freaking the F out and I saw the spirit jersey. So it's a black spirit jersey. It has the owl and says the skeleton dance on the front. It has the little dancing skeleton pals down the arms and on the back it says Disney's Silly Symphonies and the skeleton dance underneath it and I was losing my goddamn mind I was going onto eBay to see if anybody had it up yet I was posting on Reddit to see if anybody would buy it from me I was posting it on Twitter thank you to absolutely anyone who shared what I posted on Twitter because a lot of people liked and retweeted it which I was very thankful for um, and I messaged Meg who was at C23 and just kind of said if by any chance you see the spirit jersey in any of the variants of sizes because I honestly wouldn't have cared yeah. can you pick it up for me and as Brittany can confirm I got a very lovely message from her at three in the morning now I didn't see it until five saying that she had acquired said spirit jersey and I lost my goddamn mind and woke me up at five o'clock to tell him that I got a spirit jersey yes you did 
I'm so glad I put my phone far, far away when I go to bed. <laughs> that was a good call. Because I woke up to the very first thought, thing I saw was Kate in big capital letters. And I was like, oh, shit. It's <laughs> <was> like, what has <laughs> happened? What has happened now? <laughs> but yeah, so that was basically the massive height of the merch. There was a lot of merch there. A lot of Dooney and Burks, a lot of collectibles, a lot of Mickey Mouse stuff. There was a whole a Dapper, Dapper Dan stuff. A lot of whole Dapper Dan collection that I don't want to talk about because I didn't buy any of it. But yeah, the merchandise seemed pretty standard for a D23. Like there was a lot of cool exclusive merchandise, but yeah. it was also extremely expensive. But again, that's what to be expected from In fairness, D23. And I don't know whether it I don't know whether if Meg got cast member discount on it, but the spare jersey was fifty six dollars. I think they were. I think they were fifty six ninety five on the ticket. So I mean that's cheaper than it's because normally they're sixty five dollars, if not I think even a little bit more expensive now. So that actually wasn't too bad. I can't speak to anything else, but my spare jersey wasn't too expensive. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's just my overall opinion of D23. It just seems extremely busy. Um, I think that I wouldn't like to go. I think there's too many people and I don't really fancy queuing for as long as people do queue. Well, the person who was there with uh, Megan was my friend PETA and PETA posted a thing on their Instagram that was like the realities of D23 and it was PETA and Megan just sitting on the floor waiting for a panel. <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> To be honest, I as much as I get quite excited around D23 and I like hearing all the updates and watching the panels and stuff like that, I personally don't think I could actually like mentally handle it because it is just a lot. And I saw many people online that paid absolutely thousands to be there, to get in, buying merchandise, all this kind of stuff, and didn't get into a single panel. Yeah, like because, people got in just to be on the floor. Yeah, and seemingly different queues were being let in at different times, which meant that people who should have got in didn't get in and all this kind of stuff. And it just, it seems like a bit of a logistical nightmare. And I'm quite happy to watch from afar. And I'm yeah. quite happy to just watch the updates come through from 89.2 and the Diz and Disney Parks blog and just keep up to date with those from the comfort of my home. However, I will say, purely for the fact that I managed to get the spirit jersey, I'm very happy that I knew someone that was there that was willing to get it for me. Yeah, I think we're always pretty happy to know people that are at these things, but don't necessarily need to go ourselves. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. If anybody's interested, I'd highly suggest hopping on over to the Tim Tracker. Mm. Tim Tracker, it was his first time at D23, so we get to see um, uh, like a very new perspective on it as someone who's yeah. into Disney, but has also never been to D23. And so far, I've only seen the first vlog because as a recording and being on the internet that's the only one he's released and he is overwhelmed and that's someone who goes to all the media events and is very in with Disney and very in with Universal and would go to like Halloween Horror Nights and everything like that and he said that it's extremely overwhelming when he first came in he was redirected three times before he actually got to where he needed to be to what? Yeah, you understood my sentence. Um, so yeah, it just seems like an extremely overwhelming time. And another person on Instagram we saw spent five and a half grand from their whole time at D twenty three, and I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah, and I mean, if you just want to know and catch up on literally everything that happened from D twenty three, I was trying to put it into perspective for Brittany yesterday. If you go onto the Diz, not the Diz Unplugged, just the Diz YouTube page, no joke. Across the weekend, I would say they've released probably about seventy five videos. Oh yeah, there's so much. There's so much content. <laughs> so, like, you don't need to be there to find out what happens. All of your yeah, 
and they filmed all of the panels and stuff like that. They generally get into kind of like your top tier media bit because they are one of the biggest Disney sites. So if you want to know and watch literally every second that happens, the Diz is where you need to go. But yeah. And if there's any, I'd say if there's ever any merchandise that you specifically want in D23, I'd just try and find a shopper, a personal shopper before D23 starts and they could probably help you out with it if there was something very in particular that you wanted to buy wanted to buy yeah so yeah i think that's pretty much everything we have to say any more news about d23 anybody anymore who says what here says what says no i think that's everything amazing super thanks so much for listening guys it's been a long one but i think it's been quite an interesting one it's been a fun show thanks Brefney. indeed <laughs> yeah thank you very much Brefney. Brefney is mercifully um going to he's not only facilitated and been very hospitable towards kate i can only imagine um, but he's also going to edit this episode so massive shout out to Brackney if you want to hear more from him um, you can check him out on the Instagram Breakfast with himself and podcast. Nathan Charlesworth the finest Irish wrestling podcast you can find on Transistor.fm Oy. there we go <laughs> so yeah I think that's pretty much it thanks so much for listening guys we really appreciate it quick little thank you to say that this podcast is not sponsored we don't get sponsors for it so if you could give it a share especially this one because this one's a nice little introduction to D23 and anyone who likes to travel to work and listen to Disney stuff get your D23 news here exactly and as we always say check us out on Instagram at Mickey Waffles Pod we didn't do our usual question thing this week just because we would not have had time busy, to busy 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 <laughs> but let us know your thoughts what announcement from D23 are you most excited for yeah so hit us up on Insta yeah absolutely great thanks very much for listening guys and we will chat to you next week for Disney Plus and movies Bob thanks so much guys bye bye good morning bye